Welcome to CIC Miami's Why Miami podcast, where we'll be exploring all the essentials of starting or bringing your business to Miami. From work-life balance to taxes and business structure, we've got you covered. Today, we're going to hear from Natalia Martinez-Kalina, General Manager of CIC Miami and Latin America Lead. We'll be speaking about how to dive into the Miami community and connect authentically. Let's jump right into it. Natalia, welcome to the CIC Why Miami podcast. This is this is part of your baby. Yeah. Uh, can you introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about you and how you got to where you are now? Of course. Well, I, w- I would say thank you for having me, but I guess it's like, thank me for having me uh, <laughs> in some ways. I'm just, I'm happy that this project is taking place. So I'm happy to have this conversation. So um, I currently am the general manager of CAC Miami. Um, I helped manage our expansion of CAC down here to this market as part of the kind of slow and steady expansion that we have to different cities around the world. I also lead a bunch of our Latin American engagement. So I am our Latin America lead for the company. My, my trajectory to CAC was very nonlinear and a little bit bizarre. Um, the very short version is that I'm an organizational psychologist by training. So I was doing consulting and kind of management consulting type work around human capital strategy and just human capital topics and implications around large companies. And then I moved down to Miami and South Florida to my own surprise to work at the intersection of HR and people processes and management and technology for a company that does HR software down here that's really, really big. And I loved the company, but I just wasn't, it wasn't feeding a bunch of other kind of passions and needs and, and, and wasn't allowing me to really live out some of the values that I think are most important, especially in a city like Miami that is very much in creation and in progress. And so I was looking around for ways of doing that that wasn't just kind of side projects or volunteer activities or, or kind of mentorship on the side. And then CAC came along and it was kind of the perfect match because it allows me to do so many things that I really care about at one time. So that's how that came to be. Now, when you talk about being involved in Miami and there's all this, this great stuff happening in the city, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? You know, when, when, when you realized work wasn't satisfying that, what was going on in the city and, and what is still kind of happening that, that makes you feel that way? Sure. So I think, frankly, it's a, a little bit of a mix. When I first got here, I've now been in here for six years. And when I first got here, I went through a phase um, that I think many people who've been here for the last you know, decade have felt where it's, it's really inspiring to see the amount of energy and the number of conversations that are happening across the city that are focused on getting Miami to progress and getting Miami to be a more mature ecosystem. So the example I always give when I think about this is I moved here from New York and I loved, loved, loved my life in New York and I loved my friends in New York and, and just so many things that were wonderful about it. Nobody in at, at no dinner party that I was at were people talking about New York. <laughs> so we were talking about every other topic under the sun, but nobody was, you know, discussing what's going on with our waste management and and what's happening with this topic and who's investing in this part of the city. We weren't talking about the actual city. We were busy talking about other things. And in Miami, most of the conversations that I'm at, and I caveat that by realizing that also some of this is self-selective because this is the people that I seek out and I'm aware of that. But the, every conversation that I have, every dinner party that I attend has a has Miami as a core theme of the 
conversation. So because people are, are excited, they see a lot of opportunity, they see a lot of gaps. And so there's a very active conversation around what can we do, what is being done, what is not being done, um, kind of what's happening with the public sector, what should the public sector be doing, what are kind of things that we're seeing that are recurring patterns in a good way or a bad way. So there's kind of a very hefty conversation. For me, at the very, very beginning, when I first got here, it just felt like it felt like an, an energy that I had not lived in a long time because being in Boston and New York for a decade, you feel an incredible sense of opportunity, but not this. You don't feel like there's something being built and in the process of getting defined. So I will, over the last six years, I've kind of gone through my phases. Um, I definitely had a couple of years of feeling really, really rosy eyed and just kind of overwhelmed by magic and excitement. And then I somewhat crashed and burned. <laughs> and so I went through a couple a couple years there <laughs> that I call my belligerent uncle phase, where I was just dis- disappointed and upset and very cynical. And just I didn't see enough movement on anything. It felt like there was way too much talk and not enough action. Um, and so I was kind of critical, but coming from a place of, of more cynicism. And then I migrated to the phase that I am now, where I'm very critical of a lot of our gaps. And I'm very vocal about that. But I'm also very bullish and very optimistic and really, really inspired. Awesome. Uh, I totally can relate to all of that. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think many so, people can. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now assuming someone is hearing this, they're listening, they've, they've seeked this podcast out, they're interested in Miami. What would you suggest or, you know, maybe we can talk about this in phases. Like, so what is like the introductory steps you would recommend to people? Like, hey, I'm new to town. You just got an email. Who should I go and talk to, see what organizations? And then maybe we can start to go uh, a little deeper into the engagement ladder. Like, you know, how far down the funnel do we go? So what would be the first steps you would suggest to someone to just kind of coming in, engaging with the scene, whether it's about shaping Miami or having a business in town? Uh, what, what should people go do? Yeah, so I think one of the benefits of a city like Miami um, is that there's kind of the degrees of separation are pretty small. Um, And sometimes that has its liabilities and is not always the best thing. But for folks coming to Miami for the first time or to explore an opportunity, I think it's really still an asset. What I mean by that is that if you kind of just do cursory searches of stakeholders that you may be interested in, companies that are doing something that relates to you, um, organizations that for whatever reason have an area of overlap or interest with you. If you just do a cursory search and then you start you start somewhere, so you connect with one person, you can pretty quickly map out through by asking for introductions and asking for favors and just in a positive way, map out and reach those other entities. So for example, there's a, a person that I knew um, that I know now, sorry, who we used to work at Google and she moved to Miami expecting to be here for a couple of weeks and then decided to, to stay here longer. So she had just left her job, was in between figuring out what she wanted to do next. Um, and she came across a, an event on Eventbrite. So she was actively searching on just eventbrite.com mm-hmm. <laughs> for thing, for random keywords to see if there were events in Miami that were of interest. She came across one that was being hosted by Fiber and it was a one day conference focused more on um, like, what's the word? like freelancers and creative fields, which is not her fields, but she was intrigued by some of the content. So she attended this conference, met a couple of people there, one of those people being me. And so then she and I had a whole conversation around what it is that she was looking to connect to in the city. And she identified she was looking for social impact organizations to spend some time volunteering with. She was looking for organizations, you know, 
kind of businesses or nonprofits, any form of, of entity that was looking to maybe have a little bit of free consulting because she was trying to to test out if some of the things that she wanted to offer were relevant um, around certain things that were her areas of expertise and just generally to be plugged into an existing you know, network of like-minded people. And so that was very easy for me to then be able to make recommendations to her. And she went off and had all these conversations and was able to connect with them. And now most of those things very quickly became actual tangible things. So what I would say is really just ha st finding a starting point, either, you know, searching for, for events on Eventbrite that could be of interest, joining some newsletters. So whether that is, um, you know, receiving their, signing up for Refresh Miami's news section or searching for different organizations that may have an area of overlap just on Google or attending some events of a more traditional nature like the mix, the mixers that the chamber events, uh, kind of the chamber hosts or something that the America's Council hosts, which is an interesting, which presents an interesting overlap between kind of folks coming from Latin America and folks in Miami. So there are a bunch of organizations that host recurring type things. And I would just suggest finding two or three to start that have an area of overlap with your interests. And then you can really take off from there if you find people to connect with and ask them to connect you further with things of interest. I got a lot done that way. I didn't know, I knew almost no one here and I got almost everything done that way. Awesome. I think that's great advice. Now, um, well, assuming that this is not necessarily the same for every single industry, what would you recommend um, for, for someone who is trying to email, get a meeting, culturally in Miami, what are the expectations when you send someone a note, send them a message that you want to meet? How, how would you recommend people go about that? Because I feel like it's slightly different in Miami than it might be in other cities about the offer or the ask, how you approach the conversation, um, you know, how aggressive you are, what are you, if you're seeking advice, that sort of stuff. How would yeah. you advise someone to do that? So I have kind of a bit of a, of a contrarian answer on this. So I, I am a very big fan of cold emailing. I have gotten so many things in my life by just being willing to send an email to someone I don't know at all with kind of a request or a comment. I would say that kind of the most, what I have found to be the most successful is not necessarily leading with the thing you actually want, <laughs> yeah. but having a much softer ask. Um, so it's, if you're trying to, to find clients and customers in Miami don't lead with, Hey, I want to potentially pitch you my business as a client lead with, Hey, I just got here. I'm an entrepreneur from X place, or I'm a business owner or a nonprofit leader or whoever it is that you are. And I'm trying to get my bearings in the city. I'm really excited to be here. And you came across my radar for X, Y, and Z reason. And I would love to take you out to coffee to just pick your brain so that I can accelerate my kind of existence in the city. What I have found in Miami is kind of a little bit, and I hate to make generalizations, but what I have found in Miami is a little bit of a kind of a twofold where on the one hand, I, I think people are a bit more closed to random emailing. Um, we're such a relational city because we in some ways have these kind of very close-knit bonds. And so just getting random emails, I find less, people are less effective in responding than in some of the other cities I've been in, like cities like New York or Boston, where there's such a, there's a, the volume of people and the volume of people you don't know is much higher. And so you are like less weirded out, I think, by engaging with a person yeah. you don't know. So I have found cold, like people less open to engaging with people they do not know is a cold email. But on the flip side, I think people in Miami are very, very excited to have new people come here. 
it validates our ideas, it validates our passion for the city. Um, it makes us who are, those of us who are here feel like Miami really is becoming the city that we want when we're able to attract fascinating and interesting and, and capable people from other parts of the country or the region. And so when someone leads with that, like, hi, I'm such and such, this is what I'm doing. I just moved to Miami. I'm excited to be here. And I would like, you know, your help in mapping this out, or I would like to pick your brain about something. I think most people would be, would at least be willing to have a phone call or a coffee to help someone that they would settle and kind of attract and, and engage and be productive in Miami. So I would lead with that. Um, the other pieces I really do think kind of an introduction, kind of a, even if it's a soft introduction, goes a very long way in Miami. So this is kind of what I mean by establishing a couple of starting contacts, because then those people can put you in touch with some other people, and then those people can put you in touch with some other people, and then the degrees of separation start to become much smaller. But ha having an email from a person saying like, hi, so-and-so, I'm introducing you to this person who just moved to Miami and is really interested in X or Y, I think it was a very long way in having that, in the likelihood of that, kind of increasing the likelihood of that person engaging. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. I, it's almost like if you get that, when you, when you get that first coffee meeting, phone call, if the relationship is there, it's, you know, the, the thing you should walk away with is not, you know, a new client. It should be intros to the next people who they, you know, think might fit the conversation for you. Correct. Because um, it definitely think... snowballs. Correct. And I remember, so years ago, this was a couple of years ago, I remember reading a, a blog post and take this with, you know, 12 grains of salt, but I remember reading a, a, a blog post that was about what is the difference between a meeting in Miami and a meeting in New York. And I just moved to New York, as we know. So this was a particular of interest to me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the difference basically, and again, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, it was not some sort of like research paper, but the, the theory of the author's theory was that meeting in meetings in New York, the content is king. So if you and I are meeting, the, the whole purpose of this meeting is to focus on A. So if I'm trying to acquire clients, then the purpose of this meeting is to walk away with you as my client. Or if I'm trying to, whatever the outcome is, the, the or the desired outcome is, is the purpose of this meeting and it is the focus. And so meetings are, you know, very, the, the reaction is around that. You focus, you explicitly focus on the topic. People have much more formal behaviors. Um, People tend to arrive on time and <laughs> do some of these kind of positive behaviors as well associated with that. In Miami, the relationship is king, not the content. And so you may have a, a lunch meeting with someone where no business is discussed. People are just having conversations about their family, the vacation, this article they read that was fascinating, um, this random you know, local topic that suddenly has come up and everybody's intrigued by, I mean, almost anything except for your actual business at hand. And people can walk away from that still feeling like that was a worthwhile meeting because the relationship was strengthened. Yep. Now, I, this is not in many ways a good thing, right? Because I mm -hmm. think it leads to everything being slower. Our sales cycles to a certain degree are slower. Um, trust building is a little bit slower. There's just, you have to meet with somebody perhaps multiple times before you can get to a place that's more of a transactional ask. And it's, it's good to know that. <laughs> it's good to know that. It's not always, it's sometimes okay. It sometimes actually is really fruitful because you end up building real relationships with these people that feel more substantive than just kind of a business contact. But it does mean that you have to kind of moderate and balance when it is that you make a more transactional ask, because you actually, you, you are probably better off investing a little bit more time on building the softer part of that relationship. 
So a meeting for someone for coffee, getting to know them a little bit better, asking them to connect to with someone else, asking for their advice. Um, you know, suggest if you need feedback on something, asking if they can give you feedback on it, just building the softer pieces of that before you ever get to a, hey, I'm looking to sell something or, hey, I'm looking for, you know, this or that. I'm looking, can you, are you going to hire me? Like all of the more transactional questions. Yep. Now, um, what we're basically saying is, you know, it's a slow, slow ramp up basically in Miami. It takes some time to nurture that. Are there any suggestions if there is someone or a business that is looking to make uh, a little bit more of an aggressive, say, uh, approach into the market, say they are an established business in South America and they are ready to expand into Miami fast, mm -hmm. um, you know, time is money. How would someone like that approach the ecosystem? How would you suggest so, that happens? A couple of things. I think, first of all, there aren't many, but there are a couple of kind of business development proxies here. Um, that I do think entities can hire or hire as a consultant or bring on in some capacity to help them map out the kind of local ecosystem faster and help them with more kind of cold calling, random connection finding. Um, if that's of interest to people, I think that is definitely a route to explore. The other element I would say is coming to Miami either for a short period of time to explore the opportunity or trying to relocate here there's a lot of work that people can do before they get here that they don't always realize they can do before they get here. So for example, reaching out to places like the Beacon Council and letting them know, that, which is our local economic development agency or the Florida state equivalent, Enterprise Florida, and letting them know that they're coming. They may not be able to offer and you know, subsidies of a financial nature, but they can absolutely offer contact or relevant introductions or flag an event that is happening around, you know, if you happen to be a company in this industry, there may be a conference happening in, you know, the future of that industry three months from now. And so flagging opportunities that are relevant for the topic area at hand, and people are very willing to offer that information virtually just for companies that are looking to come to Miami. And there are stakeholders that are very open to doing that. Um, there are also organizations like ourselves, CAC Miami, who are very willing to help people get a handful of those starting point introductions, also virtually. We do that for the organizations that are recommended through us to our partners almost every day. So helping people do some of that legwork before they even get here and start spending money and time being on the ground. Mm -hmm. So that I would say really prepping beforehand. And it's, it's funny you, you talk about, you know, the introductions you you at CIC and the community make it's it's one of those things where, where, where it's so relationship based where it's like if I get an email from you or someone from CIC and they're introducing me I know it's like a vetted person it's like okay great I'm excited to meet this person right um, and I think that's a really strong introduction into the into the system right and I also there there are resources that are kind of less sexy sounding right mm -hmm. so especially for companies that are more advanced that are not perhaps kind of just growing, growing startups, but they're, you know, medium sized businesses that are looking to come to the US or use Miami as a landing place. Some of the options sound less sexy, but they're actually they can still be very fruitful. So even something like um, there are a couple of law firms locally that focus on helping companies expand to the US, you know, and because they're based in Miami, they have an ability to kind of extra help if you're coming to this market. And so, you know, even your lawyers are probably very well connected. And so asking them for some help, not just in the legal portion of your transaction or your move and your expansion, but for some help introdu introducing to business stakeholders in the community is also a great way. 
Um, and the other thing, which actually I, I always forget this, but we Miami is a global conference destination. There are conferences that happen here daily on any number of topics. Some of them are more robust and better, and some of them are not not so robust. But on almost any topic, future of hospitality, uh, logistics, investment in Latin America, um, you know, Spain, Florida connection. There's so many different conferences that happen here almost on a daily basis that I always recommend for companies that are looking to consider to come to Miami or in general to the U.S. to find if there are particular kind of thought leadership milestones in, as far as events on an annual basis that it makes sense for them or someone from their team to attend because that allows them to not just have kind of an introduction to maybe even like stakeholders and players in their industry vertical, but also stakeholders and players on a local basis. And it's a very, you know, the way that conferences are, if you go and you go with the approach of I'm going to make the most of this networking time, you can actually meet a lot of people in a very efficient way. And Miami happens to be a place that is a very, that is a major conference destination, which is not true of most places in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, um, shifting gears a bit, kind of a little bit more rapid fire kind of questions as we kind of round this out here. What what do you find are the most common questions that are fielded to you uh, that, that we could kind of talk a bit about here that you're getting, you know, as you're meeting people, you're out in the community a lot. People are coming in through CIC uh, a ton. What are like the most common anxieties that you're hearing from people or uh, questions? So I think one of them is this tension between what are the reasons to expand a company to Miami versus is Miami the right place for every company or every business to expand to? Um, I think people feel that tension because the reality is that not every industry is very present in Miami. Not every business will necessarily thrive here. And so I always recommend to folks to really research the market and see if it maps with their objectives and kind of what are the areas and the gaps that they're looking to fill in their business. So for some people, it's very important to have proximity to Latin America, whether or not you're a Latin American or a U.S. kind of expanded business. Or if you're in a particular sector that Miami's thriving in, that's great. If you have already kind of an existing network of potential contacts in the state and Miami lends itself to that, that's great. But if you're, for example, a a growing company in focused in agrotech from anywhere in the world, Miami's probably not going to be the best place for you because this is not an industry vertical that we're all spending a lot of time uplifting locally. And so even if your plan is to expand to other parts of the country and use Miami as your home base, it's going to be a harder process. And so I think there is this tension, especially when coming from Latin America with the fact that Miami is a very natural place logistically in terms of connection to LATAM and there are like fewer cultural barriers and language barriers. So it's a great entry point from that perspective, but it's not always the right place for every vertical. So to me, that's one big thing. Um, the other one is really mapping out what our kind of investment climate is and figuring out kind of how open to investments how, how open our, our local investor community is to people who are not from Miami, to businesses that are growing, that are expanding here. So I think that's frequently a concern. And last but not least, I think there is this kind of to anyone who is looking to either engage or sell to larger and enterprise clients, Miami's a really interesting, South Florida in general is a really interesting mix because we have so such a heavy kind of enterprise presence here as but there are a bunch of other kind of caveats to that in that very often the decision makers are not here right so pepsi has an office here but 
is Pepsi going to be able to make a decision around whether or not to hire someone or whether or not to contract out a part of a particular project by just making that decision in terms of local people on the ground in Miami? Maybe, but chances are probably not. And so it, it leads to this dynamic where the cycles of interaction are longer because although it's completely worthwhile and a great engagement to make those contacts locally, you will still still need those contacts to be upgraded to a decision through a decision making chain that is outside of South Florida. So it's a great entry point, but it takes a bit longer to get that going. So I I hear some of these frustrations and these questions come up pretty often. Awesome. Um, next last last question: What do you think Miami looks like in ten years? Oh, hmm. well, in my hope, <laughs> this is like yeah. my, my happy scenario. Um, I hope that we are a place where many types of businesses can thrive, but where we have managed to really focus and double, double down on certain verticals that really make sense here so that we can establish ourselves as a thought leader in those spaces. I think that will ripple outward into not just kind of the companies within those verticals, but just in general in the narrative and storytelling and and the kind of the heft that Miami has on a global stage. So I would love to see kind of very focused advancement in certain verticals. Um, I would also love to see us becoming a very robust soft landing capital for kind of across the region. So the numbers of companies that expand here successfully, either from other parts of, of the world who are looking to interact with LATAM or the US market or vice versa, companies from LATAM that are looking to kind of outstretch to the other parts of the globe. And Miami is such a naturally geographic destination for that. But I would love to see us really layer that with a lot of resources and a lot of time and energy making that come to fruition. Um, I would also love to see us be a more inclusive ecosystem. I think we have some large gaps in terms of the resources and, and ability to, to scale of different types of companies in the city, especially when you look at kind of segments, geographic segments of the population and low income communities where there's a lot of business creation, but they're not, but it's very different and it's not really having access and, and kind of intersectionality with what we call kind of, you know, the downtown corridor of, of companies. And so I would love to see there being a heftier pipeline. So we have a lot more of this scaling and business growth that is generalized across the community. And I would love to see some growing companies, a lot more exits, um, a lot more just kind of more unicorn, unicorn style perhaps is not the right word, but a lot more kind of large scale investment coming to South Florida companies, really hefty growing companies across, you know, tech and non-tech. So we have more of these incredible success stories. And so that we, we have the externalities that come from that. Awesome. Well, that was a beautiful answer. <laughs> I was going to have a my happy up optimistic moment. <laughs> I was going to have a follow up about the challenges, but I think you kind of combined the both in a really nice way there. So my last question um, is, is the one that you've probably heard on other podcast episodes here is, if you had a billboard on 95, what would it say? Oh, my God. Um, what, if I had a billboard on 95, I would, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I have to think about that. Um, I think I would say start here. Um in the sense that just because there's so many unknowns and so many open questions and so many challenges and kind of areas of ambiguity, not just in me, but kind of in general in industry, 
I would say, I, I don't think just, just because that is true, it's not worth kind of starting, figuring something out, tackling a problem. And I see Miami as, as such an interesting place because there's so many things that converge here. Um, some of them in the business sector, some of them not really, but there's a, there's a potential for figuring out how kind of how the solutions that we can start with here can be relevant around the world. Um, I think this is true of things as, as broad ranging as sea level rise and sustainability, which we're kind of a city on the, on the forefront of not in the best of ways um, to, you know, logistics networks and, and the future of the future of connectivity and the future of IOT. So I think there's just, there's a bunch of different things that Miami has a, has a stake in and a hand in. And it, I would love to have us, to have a lot of ideas that are born here, um, invested in here and started in here, grow to have a, a global footprint. And so I would love to motivate people to kind of start their thing and start their thing now and start it here. Fantastic. That's a good billboard. I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, now, now I'm going to go sit around making this work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Natalia. I really appreciate getting you on, on, on here. And um, how can people uh, reach out for more information? How can they connect to the CIC community? So they can send us an email. My email is martinez at CIC.com. Um, so feel free to email me and either I can write back or I can figure out if someone from my really, really awesome team who can write back depending on the area of interest. Um, they can also find us, you know, if you Google CIC Miami, it will lead you to our website. Um, or if you Google CIC Miami soft landing, there's a bunch of different offerings that we have that are free and that are meant to help companies come and soft land in Miami. So we're here to, we're here to support a growing community and we're very happy to extend a hand and, and be your first entry into the city if we can and we, if we can be helpful. Awesome, thanks so much. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs>